Good Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy, Robert, here once again for good conversation with the tiny table in the big room. Big room. Man, I went back last night because I was so, I know, I was so curious. (laughs) I was like, when did I start doing the, Oh yeah, when did you start? So there was parts of it. Inaugural episode. That like sprinkled in like around August and September where I started being like, all right, (laughs) welcome to, like, so yeah. there's kind of parts of it, but then there was one in like late October where I hit just from the get go the welcome to good, and then you said I love it, and yeah. so I think it just stuck from there. Uh, which I guess we need to ask the audience because I don't know, does everyone else matter. love it? It doesn't We're matter if you love in. it. We're okay, already here. that's gotcha. our it's a thing. Now it's a thing because it's our, since October, that's just how it's been. It's how it's been. So I guess the community is already used to it. No They're used to it now. I don't know. Be who you are. Yeah. So, everyone but I was curious though. It. I was like, how long did it take for this to happen? Why did it? I don't even. Like how it happened, just kind of morphed into it. Yeah, I love the evolution of it, like how it just started. Welcome to Good Talk, and now it's like Good Talk with (laughs) With Cody and the other guy, the table, the big room. Well, it's (laughs) funny because I I say (laughs) one day it's going to be the whole episode. You just screaming into the microphone, telling details of the whole space (laughs) that we're in, and the ladybugs, and the cheese, (laughs) and the table. Oh my gosh! Well, it's funny because originally I said uh, it's your boys, Cody and Robert, but Uh, now it's your boy Cody and the other guy. <laughs> That's amazing. I still want a You lost shirt. your boy status. I want, yeah. I want your boy Cody and the other guy. We need to make sure it's the, that website that does the one offs, you know what I mean? Yeah. We should make them and wear them oh on the podcast. Gosh. That would be fantastic. So, how's everyone's day? I hope it's wonderful. How's your weekend been, Cody? It was a good weekend, man. Nice. I, uh, I had a good time. They go fast. Yeah, they really do. They go fast. You know? Time goes fast. We're already coming into March. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, at the time of you hearing this, it probably is Will March. It will be March, but- yeah. Man. Which brings me to the point. So The point. Yeah, the point. What we're going to be talking about today, it has to do with the Super Bowl, and we are several weeks removed from the Super Bowl. We're so several weeks removed uh, from I it I feel now. like we can go ahead and give spoilers. The Rams won. <laughs> 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 the Bengals lost. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you didn't hear that news, you know, you might want to turn your volume down now. <laughs> uh, but so this is, okay, so... Those of you that come to church uh, on Wednesday nights, you know, last week from the pulpit, I started a bit of a dumpster fire. You got, you got <laughs> a got lot booed. of hate real fast. If they had tomatoes, they would have thrown them at me. I was and, like really surprised by this, by the way. Well, like, I think it was just a... a, a, a they were confused. <laughs> I'm not going to put this on me. It's kind of on them. At this, this is what point. I said. I said that. Gotta the, turn the, your listening ears yes. on. <laughs> when I said that the halftime show wasn't relevant, mm-hmm. they heard the halftime show was bad. Yeah. And there is a difference in my mind because, like, all the artists that performed in the show are like well into their 50s, maybe even their 60s. Yeah. And we got like little 11 year olds that are like, you know, yeah, Snoop yeah, Dogg. yeah, 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 <laughs> and I'm just like, do you even own any of their music? Have you ever yeah. bought? You know, <laughs> I know today it's completely different, but like I had Dr. Dre CDs. You know what <laughs> I mean? I had Eminem <laughs> CDs. So um, Mary J. Blige CDs. I never got into Snoop Dogg's music. You know, no offense, Snoop. You're welcome to come on the show and explain <laughs> yourself. But uh, it's just something about his voice. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't vibe with it. I yeah. didn't like the way he rapped. You know. Um, so I said, you know. Oh, and I told him, I was like, I feel like Bruno Mars was the best halftime show of our time because he was super relevant. He was trendy. He was, you know, yeah. the new guy on the block. I think I, I wonder if the word relevant is the wrong word. And I'm thinking about it now, and I wonder if relevant is not. I think what you meant to say and what you mean even when you're saying relevant is you mean current. 
right? Like, yeah. Like, like right now, they're like, they're like a right now artist. They're like, like throwbacks. Yeah. You know, when was the last time that Eminem or Dre or Mary J. Blige, now I don't follow them, yeah. you know, anymore. I've moved on from that stage of my right. life and I don't just, li- I don't listen to secular music at all. Um, I don't listen to music at all. So <laughs> it's always been a thing. But, um, you know, so like my point was, is when was the last time they released a new single? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think really a, what a new re- album or within, done anything. And what they were saying is that like these are like, you know, the prime time hip hop people and they influence who we like now. They are relevant. And so like I understand that. I mean, they may be relevant on their influence to right. the culture of exactly. music. And, but as far as them being like right now relevant, like, they're not. Yeah, really. like, do you turn I mean, on MTV and see a Dr. Dre video? Probably not. Probably not. You know I don't mean? even know that we turn on MTV anymore. Yeah, is that even a thing still? I mean, I don't know. Uh, MTV was music videos <laughs> for those of you that don't know. But so it just kind of popped into my mind because of that dumpster fire. Yeah. So do you apologize? Are you I sad don't. About- <laughs> I hold the line. Uh, I still don't think. I think it's which I guess from a marketing standpoint from the Super Bowl execs that's probably their demographic you know it what is. i mean because 11 year olds aren't buying super bowl tickets so you know they want to what was it five thousand dollars a ticket to go dude, to dude i thing? saw some crazy prices out that's there that's insane like <laughs> i feel like i'd be sick to my stomach putting down that kind of money to watch a game it's really not worth it you know I'm, i mean i guess if you're worth millions of dollars and like to a millionaire like it's 10 bucks sure yeah i guess when you get to that level of rich that you know that's like doesn't matter it's like nothing at that point yeah. that's chump change to that's like a big mac for you yeah. <laughs> I don't know, right man. yeah exactly so this is what i wrote down let me make sure i get it right here all right hold please all right so holding 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 let's see podcast it's under my podcast notes i i, t- I told robert he needed to start writing things down because he's like oh i had a good idea for a podcast yeah. and i forgot it i'm like you gotta I do write that it down. all the time so first, I do want to clarify my position. Not that anyone even is watching. It. I, think, I, I, think I think they're good. They're good artists, and yeah. they've obviously made their mark on society and on the music industry. They're good artists. I just think that there's somebody else that's more popular right now that could have been selected. Uh. So relevant <laughs> is kind of the word I want to go off of because okay. I'm going to segue that into something I've heard many, many times in ministry, especially from youth, cult, youth culture and young adults, is that. The Bible is no longer relevant. Mm. And so my question is, is if an artist who hasn't done something in 20 years can still be relevant, why can't the Bible still be relevant? That's really good, actually, because like even me as a person that enjoys, you know, I enjoy secular music, but like, you know, like I I, I I tend to, to I've gotten to that place where I like some of my old music better, you know, because it like, I, you know, it speaks to me the way that it used to. And so maybe it's like, in that way, it still blesses me, you know, yeah. like, and that's how we should view the Bible is like it, it worked before and it should work now. Like why, why, why can't it work now? So I kind of want to unpackage that like, and we don't have anyone here. Maybe we need to bring on some guests to ask them that question, <laughs> but why do, why does that phrase exist? Why do they say, well, it's no longer relevant. Hmm. I need some evidence. I need, I guess I need that argument supported and explained to me because my thought process is if music can be timeless Mm -hmm. and artists can be timeless, books can be timeless, books can be timeless. Why can't the Bible, which I believe it is. And we're going to dive into that a little bit because I I believe it's absolutely relevant for today and it will be relevant forever because it is the live and breathe and word of God that's been spoken to us. 
but it just it kind of is a bit of an oxymoron i don't know or a quagmire i guess to me because i it just doesn't make sense yeah yeah right why and like i said but let's even go from the halftime show to older artists like before the podcast started i was singing death leopard and <laughs> acdc i mean these are artists that are you know old yeah. old but don't, yet they're still filling stadiums right. because their music is still relevant to people sure um, and so I guess I'm just baffled by the argument as when someone says the Bible's not relevant to my life. Mm-hmm. Explain, Cody. Explain. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what you, uh, what do you want me to say? Right why now? do you think, <laughs> why do you think people have that mentality that the Bible's not relevant? Is it just an excuse because they don't want to apply the Bible to their life? Is it because they see the Bible as rules and restrictions? Why do people say it's not relevant? Because when you look at the Bible and I guess I'm going to do a lot of talking here, but when you, and I guess that's the way it works. Like if you have sure, the yeah, subject yeah, yeah, of the yeah. day, you're, you're explaining, but like, okay, let's just take money mm-hmm. for example. The Bible is extremely relevant when it comes to your finances. And if you will follow yeah. the advice, the the everlasting word that is spoken from the Bible concerning your finances, it shows you how to operate with your finances to where it is advantageous and beneficial for your well-being to your livelihood to follow the instructions the Word of God talks about when it comes to money. Right. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's possible that people don't feel like it's relevant because maybe like you said is like whether it's something that like they view in their mind of like, Oh, this is just like an old book. It's outdated. Mm. Like it's not current. Like, like it's hard for me to learn from something that is so ancient old world in today's society where like they didn't really deal with what we're dealing with now. And so maybe they're having a hard time making that connection and that bridge because maybe there's not something very specific about high school in the Bible. There's not something very specific about college in the Bible uh, or maybe very specific situations to their life. And so maybe that could be the argument that's made. But at least for me, I've found that at least in my time, like God has a very unique way of using these older images and these older descriptions of things and making it very relatable to my life and making it very easy for me to understand. And so I don't know really why people find it not relevant to them because it's, I've found it relevant to me. And so I don't know how to fully answer that question, to be honest. Because <laughs> you're not on that side I'm of the I'm not on that side of the aisle. And I, I don't know that I ever truly felt that. So I would like to maybe take a moment and break down some of the reasons why I feel like the Bible's relevant. Okay. Because you said it doesn't tell you, you know, maybe specifically what to do in high school or specifically what to do in college, but it kind of does. I guess my, my thought is like, there's not like a high school in the Bible. You know yeah. what I mean? There was never a moment where the disciples had to go to high school and then follow <laughs> Jesus at night. You that know what I mean? That would be amazing. You know, like, we got to do our math homework, Jesus. Because <laughs> like they were like 13 year olds, right? right? They were youngins. They were yeah. youngsters. I, I think the youngest was like 15 years old yeah. or something like that. John was like young boy, you yeah. know, he was like a little guy. So you never saw John like go to school and then you know, have <laughs> to go follow Jesus in the afternoon or whatever. But at the same time, it was a different society back then. It was a different time because a lot of young people were actually considered adults in that time. You yeah. know what I mean? They, they were adults uh, by the time they had their bat mitzvah or whatever. Yeah. So when they were 11 13, or 12, yeah. you know, whenever that, whenever that happens, like that was adulthood for them. Mm. So even Mary, uh, when she had Jesus, she was... She had a little kid. Yeah, even though she was a kid, she was considered a woman. You know, yeah. she was considered a, 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 an adult in societal terms. Yeah. So I get like some of the societal norms yeah. have changed, you know, like it's 
maybe you know 1500 2000 years ago it was more acceptable for like a 25 year old to marry a 15 year old <laughs> as to where that's the reaction Gross. now so i like i get like yeah, some yeah. of that stuff has shifted and but there's no decree in the word of god where it tells you as a 25 year old to marry a 15 year old yeah, yeah. so that portion is not you know but like let's go back to like the high school like it tells you how to have friendships mm-hmm. yeah it tells you how to be a good friend right tells you how to treat others how to treat people that aren't even your friends, Mm -hmm. like every aspect of life, like when it comes to teachers, you know, as a student, it tells you how to treat that teacher Mm -hmm. because that's an authority figure and how to treat them with, you know, to honor them and to respect them and to listen to them. Like, I don't, I can't find one element of life that the, and I wrote this, you know, several years back on my social media platform that like, even if you're not a Christian, you should still read the Bible just because of the simple life advice that it gives. Yeah, I mean, I think that's even like, you know, Gandhi said that he loved the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. He just never found a true follower of Jesus that came across his path. You know, and he actually really wanted to be a follower of Jesus, but he never met what he deemed as Christian. Right. So I think that there are a lot of very good principles, regardless if you're a believer or not, that you could easily follow. And I think that that's something that, it probably needs to make a shift in, a, in one's mind about the Bible is like, let me not try to be so concerned about like the specifics of my situation, but let me learn like what kind of principle am I needing to find to help me in this situation? What, what kind of, mm. uh, what kind of uh, wisdom can I gather from stories in the Bible or parables or, or teachings that can be applicable to my situation, mm. but not be specific to my life right, in that instance. Right. I mean, I think there are some things that are going to be very specific in your life sure. that the Bible is going to help you with, but again, not everything's going to help you when it comes to like, I don't know, if you're trading stocks, stocks aren't in the Bible, but finances are in the Bible, right. you know, give unto others and it'll be given unto you, you know, yeah. you know, learn how to deal with things and be blessings to others and blessings are going to come back to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it might not be directly your situation, but there's something you can gather to help you mm. in your life. So it's, for the believer, it's everything. Yeah. It's the infallible, living word of God, you know, ministered directly from God mm-hmm. to us. But even for someone who's not a believer, there's just so much wisdom in there. Mm-hmm. And there's so many principles that are, if you will apply these principles, I, I even believe this, and I, I could be wrong, but even if a non-believer applies biblical principles, it's still going to be beneficial because that's how good the word is. Yeah, I mean, even... Uh... I, I don't really know like how I don't want to like get into like the weird stuff, but you know it's like this this thing of karma is out there, but mm. it's it's kind of uh, similar to like reaping and sowing. Yeah. I know karma's got a little bit of a different thing to it, and I don't really know about it, so I don't want to talk on it too much. But it's a similar principle as like do good, get good. You know, like right. if you if you are good to others, good will come back to yeah. you. Um, you know, I do believe that the grace of God helps us in a lot of those instances, but at the same time, it's like. You do unto others because you want good to be done unto you. Because I am fully persuaded that most religions and most things like that are offshoots of what we're taught from the Word of God. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, everything started with God. Yeah. You know, God was there in the beginning, so it it was the truest and Mm -hmm. the only religion available. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So everything started with the truth, and eventually, as, you know— 
Cain and Abel and all that, you know, the, yeah. the different brothers and the different nations happened. And even like uh, Muslim and Christianity, there's a lot of like root things that it started with. Because it's an offshoot. It's an offshoot. And mm-hmm. like Judaism and, mm-hmm. and all, they all started with Mormonism. This, mm-hmm. you know, and it just got changed along the way because different people said different things and, you know, oral traditions and written traditions and all these things. And so, yeah, it just got all weird. So I would encourage somebody, get go to the Bible and read it because it has advice for your life. Like, you know, one thing, uh, we can both relate to this and, and that's the thing we're using that word relate, relatable, relevant. Like it taught me how to be a better father, Mm. you know, things, even though it's like you said, there's no specific instructions. This is how you change a diaper. (laughs) There's no specific instructions, you know, but it shows me how to engage with my children. Yeah in a way that is beneficial for them and beneficial for me. So that way we both profit from the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and if you do believe that, which we do, God is the creator of all things. Since he's the creator of all things, he knows all things, which means he can tell me all things. Yeah. So he can really, if I allow him to, you go back to stocks, you know, someone's who's an investor, God's the creator of all things, you know? Yeah. And so he can really help you in that industry if you'll rely on him and you can go to your word and through the or through to his word and through the word of God, he'll show you what's wise, yeah. what's foolish, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. Right. You know, even like the 10 commandments, I know that's old covenant, but a lot of that's still relevant. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't steal. Yeah. You know, don't covet someone else's spouse. Like this stuff is like, yeah. you know, good advice that if people would just listen to it. Right. It could help so much. I believe the Word of God is the answer right. because I believe Jesus is the answer. And in the book of John, it tells us that Jesus was the Word made flesh. So mm-hmm. you can't separate the Word from Jesus. They are one. And that's why I believe it's the answer because he is the answer. Right. And so if people will go to God's Word, even if they're a non-believer, mm-hmm. I just believe it can help their life so much. It can. How do I treat my wife? It's right there written. you know. And this is what's cool about the Word of God. It's mutually beneficial. Right. And I think it's got a bad stigmatism to it because a lot of people don't believe that. Mm-hmm. They believe it's a Eastern book written in a different time right. period. So <laughs> it, it benefits one individual more than it benefits another. And I don't see that in the hmm. Word of God. When you're talking about husband and wives, yeah. I see that it gives different instructions for husband and wife, but sure. it's mutually beneficial for the relationship. Both parties benefit to that, and it doesn't make one person superior over the other. Right. It doesn't make one person better, one person less. It's mutually beneficial. It puts them all in the same playing field, and if they will do this thing as a married couple, yeah. then their marriage will be the greatest thing It'll be heaven on earth. Yeah. And I think that that, even with that specific example, I think that it's just been taught wrong. Yeah. And I think that that is how, uh, even with like today's society, you know, people are always like the boss, the boss woman or the boss lady, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, a girl boss. I don't really know the exact term right now, but you know, it's like very like, you know, championing women. And I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I think that's wonderful. And I think that there's been like this societal thing that has happened, at least in the course of like my generation and older to where it was like the mom should be at home mm. taking care of the house. There, the lady should not be out there doing her own thing. But it's like, you know, there's nothing that really, as far as, far as I know, that says that a woman can't go out and make a living and right. also be a good mother at the same time. I think it should be just a very individual basis of like, does the mom feel led to stay in the house? Awesome. And she should be supportive for that. Does the mom feel led to be in a career? Awesome. And she yeah. should be supportive for that. Both are equally uh, awesome in their own right and that yeah. it should both be equally championed in their own way. But I think that the problem is, is like the, the whole thing of like submit to your husband has Mm -hmm. been like made into this weird society thing of Mm -hmm. like, you know, man is on top and Mm -hmm. woman is beneath. But really it's like, 
you are actually putting them on the same level of like coming alongside one another. Yep. And I think that that is in the sense of like relevancy of like, well, it's not relevant today because women need to be, you know, they don't need to be oppressed. And it's like, well, we shouldn't be oppressed. If, if we're on equal playing field, no mm. one's getting oppressed. Right. Both are being uh, supported and both are being pushed and both are being motivated. And I believe that the word of God helps us to live that, that, that supportive life with yeah. one another. And we even say that in marriage ceremonies. I just did a wedding, uh, I guess it was like two weeks ago, Friday, and it was a part of the ceremony where we said, you know, God created Eve for man, not from his head to rule yeah. over him not from his feet to be trampled on by him, mm -hmm. but from his rib to be equal to yeah. him, from his side, to be a partner, a helpmate, because mm -hmm. that's what we are to each other. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think people have taken these biblical principles and they've taught them wrong because they do want control. Mm -hmm. Because they do, I even said that in our Bible Institute class, I said, you know, a lot of pastors and teachers will withhold the meat of God's word because the meat grows us up. Mm. And when they grow up people, there's a sense that you lose control. Oof. You know, babies are easy to manipulate. Babies are gullible. Babies sure. are, you can control them a lot better than you can control an adult. And so a lot of ministers don't want to grow up their congregation because they want to control their congregation. Mm. They want to manipulate. They want to have that power. But a genuine pastor, a genuine minister will give you the word of God so you can grow up and become a mature Christian and be able to discern for yourself, oh, this is what the Spirit of God's Dang. telling me. This is what the Spirit of God's telling me. And you can be led by God yeah. instead of being led by man. And that's the ultimate goal, right? That's yeah. what we want to do. And so I think if people can just get, it's kind of like politics. It's, and it's kind of like where we live now. It's like, there's so many clickbaits and in articles and headlines, but you've got to dig deeper than that to get <clears throat> to the truth. You can't just take a headline of what somebody said about yeah. the Bible. You can't just say, Oh, the Bible is so like if somebody came up and, Oh, I don't like the Bible because it just says that men have all authority over women. Well, instead of just taking that, does it really say that? Yeah, because, Investigate for yourself because it doesn't say that. Right. It, just because it says wives submit to your husband, out of context, that does sound like, yeah. dang, like, yeah. okay, woman, submit, you know? But we need to get better as believers of not just taking, like what you're saying, taking man at his word or taking the headline at its word, yeah. but actually getting into the Bible for ourselves in examining what does it say and i think that is how it becomes relevant is when you say like okay let me get in here and actually read the word yeah. for me yeah. and let god minister to me and see how it relates to my situation see how it relates to my my circumstance or what i'm going through because i feel like that is when things are revealed yeah. and that is when the relatability can come into play yeah of actually like getting into it for yourself. That's what I've started doing, even online on Facebook and stuff, uh, apologetics, defense mm -hmm. of the gospel. So when somebody says something like that, you know, oh, women are just supposed to submit to their husband or women are supposed to submit to man. I get very like defensive of it, not in a mean way or an argumentative way, but just like, no, it doesn't say that. Show right. me where it does yeah. say that. It never says that man is supposed to rule over woman. It never, and even when it comes to that particular scripture about submitting, I think we should, as Christians, challenge people when we hear something that's inaccurate about the word of God, mm -hmm. because we can't just let somebody falsely believe what God has said, especially right. if that's going to become a wedge in between yeah. them and God. And so, you know, like that scripture, yeah, it does say wives submit to your husband. So 
first of all, it doesn't say women submit to men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says wives submit to your husband. So That's it's true. individual among individual. Yeah. Right. And second of all, it says husband love your wife as Christ loved the church. So, and you read it in context and in order. If I will lay down my life for Rachel, mm-hmm. like Jesus laid down his life for the church. Then she's going to have no problem coming under, just like you and I have no problem coming under the leadership of Jesus Christ because of what He gave yeah. for us. I give everything for my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know you do the same for Kai. And it's not so that they can be in control of the relationship; it's so we can open up a way for them to come under our leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and we can do life together. Yeah. We can parent together. Yeah. We can be married together. Yeah. We can have our careers together. It's about doing life together. So when it's explained and understood as it's actually written, I think it's very relevant. Yeah. You know, and so um, I would encourage you, if you have any questions about the Word of God, direct message us. Send us a message on Facebook. Send us a message on YouTube. Send us a message on Instagram. Because I feel like God's Word has not been properly explained. Mm. And since it's been improperly explained, a lot of people are just like, man, it's not relevant. Right. It's not yeah. relevant to my life. Yeah, and I think that that's something that, uh, you know, we might not immediately have the exact answer to that situation, but we can learn it together. We can figure it out together. And I think that's something we need to get good at, too. It's like, it's okay to not know, but let's figure sure, it out. Sure, And there's, and I can tell you this, and I know you can echo this as well. There's not a single societal issue that we face that God's Word doesn't address. Mm. That's good. It, yeah, there's that's everything. Yeah. He, he's given us literally all of the answers. Yeah. We just need to go to the written page and say, okay, what is the answer here? Mm-hmm. Because he's addressed all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, and there's not even a personal issue that I have, a life issue that I have, a marriage issue that I have, a parental issue that I have, a friendship issue yeah. that I have that the word of God doesn't address. It is so relevant to our lives. And if we allow it, it will show us how to conduct every step, every decision, everything that we do in a way. Now, this is key that blesses us. Mm, yeah. It's not about God wanting to control us. It's not about the Jesus wanting to control. He's wanting to help us. Yeah, and I think that's something that uh, sometimes people get upset with with like the Bible because it's like it's a book of rules of, of don'ts. You know, it's a book of rules that we're supposed to follow. No, it's it's a bunch of gifts and guides to teach you how to live a good life. Yes. You know, and that's what Jesus came to do. He came to give us a good life. Yeah. And he left us with essentially a handbook yep. <laughs> to to walk that abundant life, yeah. to walk that good life. We have, you know, GPS and stuff on our phones now, so we don't have Rand McNally's, the actual oh maps that you used to open up. I remember taking road trips with those when I was Big a kid. So much fun. <laughs> but it would be like somebody looking at a map and saying, oh, this is just rules and regulations. Mm. It's trying to control me to get me to my destination. It's trying to control where I'm supposed to turn left and supposed to turn right. It's not trying to control. It's trying to get you to your destination. That's so good because yeah. obviously you could, if you want, go off the directions, but the GPS most of the time is getting you the fastest way, the best route. The best route. The best The most route. convenient for Right, you. and usually that's the default option. Now, you can be like, I want to take the scenic route, but yeah. who wants to waste gas? <laughs> you it know what I mean? reminds me, <laughs> if we have any office fans, it reminds me of yeah. the episode where Michael Scott is like, it's telling me to turn I right. I gotta turn right. And there's a lake right there, and he's <laughs> like, I got to go right. And Dwight's like, no, don't listen to the machine. Don't listen to the machine. And he ends up listening right. to it and he drives into the lake. And uh, so it's like, it, it gives these directions yeah. 
to keep you yeah. on the path to get to the destination. And it would be so silly for somebody to be like on the highway and they're like, no, I'm just going to turn here yeah. and go off into this river, you know, and, and because I don't want this to control me. Yeah. And but what's, <laughs> it's rules and regulations. What's so good, though, is that even when, you know, you get off the directions, it recalculates. Yeah. And so even in life, when, you know, we haven't been following yeah. the Lord, we haven't been following after God, the Word gives us the answer again. It does. It tells you how to get back in track. Yep. Tells you what you should do when you have messed yep. up. You know, how to confess your faults to one yep. another or how to express grievances or how to just go to God about yep. it, you know, when you've done something that you shouldn't have. And so it's very relevant and yep. it's very applicable to your life. We just have to be willing to apply it to our life. That's absolutely right. And so if there's ever been any pause or hesitation or fear or concern about just yielding to God's word because it's going to bring you something bad, let's just get rid of that right now. Mm. Every step of my life for the last 20 years, have been I've been endeavoring to follow what God has spoken to me, and only good things have come from that. Yeah. You know, I've never experienced something bad. Now, that's not to say that life hasn't had its challenges. Right, obviously. This hurdle hasn't come up. That hurdle hasn't come up. But that, you know, but again, God's word has showed me how to overcome those right. things. Yeah. <laughs> how to overcome this hurdle. Going back to the GPS, there's a car crash on 565. It'll give me a detour to take me around that, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, to get me back on track. And so I think it's just important for every person. And if I could communicate one thing to people, think for yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't just take what somebody said. Even what we teach the students on Wednesday yeah. nights, take it and measure it against God's word. Yeah. And go directly to the source. Mm -hmm. And find out what he has said about you. Right. Find out what he has said about your life. Find out what he said about friendships and marriage and jobs and political parties and people in places of authority. Find out what God has said and let him be the answer to those questions instead of everything that's going on out here. Because everything that's going on out here, it changes sometimes day to day, yeah. month to month, week to week, year to year. It changes all the time. And uh, there's no consistency in that. And so it makes our lives very unstable. Mm. You know, and <clears throat> to be that fluid <laughs> with foundational beliefs yeah. is problematic. And that's where a lot of people get really confused and to their own detriment in their life. They feel without hope. Mm. And it's because there's no consistent core value system that's bringing these consistent answers all the time because it's the consistency of God's word that reinforces hope to us, yeah. that solidifies us and we can do this, mm -hmm. you know, that gives us the the tools and the equipment we need to be confident in who we are, yeah. the decisions we have to make and even the challenges we're facing that we're going to be able to overcome it. It's the consistency of God's word that reinforces all of that in mm -hmm. us. And that's why, and if you're not a Christian, you, this might be, you know, I don't know about that, but if you are a Christian, that's why the devil works so hard to steal it from us mm. because he wants to take that stability out of our lives. Yeah. He wants to take that cornerstone that we build all that foundation that we build our entire house out of. He wants to remove that. So that way, when we do face challenges and we do face storms, our life crumbles like a deck of cards, mm. you yeah. know, or a house that's not built on a sure foundation. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm really like when, as we were talking, I'm reminded of when, uh, you know, Jesus and the disciples had to go across the lake over to the mm -hmm. other side and he instructed them to go and, in the middle of the the water, a, a big storm came about, yeah. and in that moment, you know the disciples were freaking out. They didn't know what to do, mm -hmm. and then in probably the best thing that they could have done, aside <clears throat> from you know obviously what Jesus is about to say, to kind of made it. But they went to him. They went yep. to Jesus yep. when they didn't know what to do and they yep. didn't understand what was yeah, happening yeah, yeah, yeah. and why That's it was good. happening. They went to Jesus in that moment because mm -hmm. they're like, 
well, he's going to know what to do. Yeah. He has the answer for this. We clearly don't know what to do right now, but he's going to tell us. He's going to help us. And in that moment, he had a little bit of a, a rebuke and saying, like, you just had to use your faith. Yeah. You know, you've walked with me. You've seen me do things. We've yeah. done things together. And we've had the, the same faith is going to get us across this. Just use your faith. And then, you know, he did it for them. But, you know, I think that even in that time, they've seen him do things before. Right. And they just never came across this. Yeah. And, you know, so even with going through life, as things happen to us, like you said, you know, there's hurdles and there's obstacles and there's circumstances, there's life stages, or even being a father, you know, that's a very new endeavor for me. And so there's mm. things that I encounter all the time. Like, I don't know what to do here. Mm. I don't know how to do this, but I look to God, Yeah, you know, I look to him. And again, you know, sometimes it's just like, a, oh, duh, should have done that. But sometimes it's like, okay, we have to work through this. We have to grow through this. You know, I have to really exercise patience right yeah. now with a toddler. And I have to learn yeah. how to be more patient and how to talk more slowly and how yeah. to really get, you know. So I think that God is not going to withhold from you. That's true. And that's what the Bible is for. Mm. He, he, he has never withheld from you. He's always extending his hand out mm. to you. We just have to be willing to go to him in all these things. Yeah. And the Bible is there for us to go to him. Absolutely. And that reference that you're talking about, it's just kind of, it's funny because that storm was not something they anticipated. Yeah. It's and, just something that popped up. You yeah. know, there, there was no like weather channel app on their phone that showed and even if you study it out it's not there was no clouds there was nothing moving in from the west that they could see coming it really was a demonic storm that just popped up out of nowhere and to harass their life but even in the stuff that pops up he's still there yeah you know even if it's unplanned he's still there Mm -hmm. you know and i think this will help somebody too and the holy spirit is kind of bringing me revelation of that exact biblical example you gave Jesus knowing all things, he's not going to put them in a dangerous situation. He knew that they're going to be okay in the middle of that storm, and we should take confidence in that. Mm -hmm. As long as we're where he told us to be, we're going to be okay in the middle of that storm. Because he said, we need to go this way. He would not willingly put us through something that's going to harm us, because that's not who he is. And he knows that they're going to be all right. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm with them. Yeah. They're going to be okay. And one reason he knew they were going to be all right is because he knew that they had the tools and the resources, i.e. him, yeah. to overcome. Yeah. And so the same is true for you. The same is true for me. We have the tools and the resources to overcome, to live a life of victory. It is God's word. It's relevant to our life. It's this relationship with him that empowers us to be overcomers over every situation, over every trial, over every battle. And so I would encourage you to dive into God's word, no matter what anybody has said. And I get it. I would focus on the New Testament. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just let me give you some biblical advice there. You know, the (laughs) Old Testament, it's good. We can learn stuff from it. It's there for our example. But we live in the New Covenant. We live under, you know, a part of the church that was birthed in the New Testament. That stuff is written directly to us in this time period. But get into it. Let it help you. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> I don't really know how to end. I don't know how to get up away from that one. But all right. So, um, yeah, if you guys, again, if you have any questions about things that maybe you're like, how does this apply to me in this situation mm. right now? We want to help you. We do. That's what we're here for. So put it down in the comments below. Give us a shout on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. Uh, message us, DM us, text us if you got our number or whatever, anything like that. We want to help you. We want to be there for you. And let me say this too. If you are of the younger demographic, don't just say, because, man, it just this is really strong right now. It's like we we get this mentality. Well, that's for my parents. Mm. You know, this isn't. This is for all of us. Yeah. You know, if you are young, if you're in junior high, or you're in high school, or you're even in college, God's word is for you. Mm-hmm. 
You don't have to wait until you're married and 25 or 45 and in your career and starting to, you know, settle down or whatever. You know, the word of God is for us the moment we're born yeah. until the moment we die <laughs> and slip over into eternity. It's for us as a tool and it has no age restriction. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you can't apply this because you're nine. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't apply this because you're 20. No, it's applicable to all of us. You know, and what's cool about it is God will divide it according right. to where we're at. Yeah. So if you're 13 and you're reading it, the Holy Spirit's going to, he's going to get stuff to you. I was going to say, like, it's <clears> so cool that, like, we actually got it better than the disciples did <clears throat> so on the boat. True. Because we got the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, like, we we get the word of God in Jesus mm-hmm. and we also get the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the so that way, when we do get mm-hmm. in the word, that is how it becomes relatable to it's us. True. Because God starts to reveal, like, okay, it might not look exactly like this for you, but... You might not be in the middle of a boat on a storm mm. right now, but you can use your faith like the disciples did to overcome this situation. Yep. You know, like God is really good about catering it to yeah. you yeah. and what you're doing in your life, even though the picture and the, the, the images might look different. And what's so cool about it, too, is he's so concerned and moved by everything we face. Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe you're in junior high and you had a crush on a girl and it didn't work out and it devastated you. God has something in his word to help you with that. Yeah. Maybe you're in high school and you were filling out applications for a college and you got rejected. He's got something in the word to help you with that. There's no detail or part of our lives that he doesn't care about. He cares about every single detail because he cares about us. Amen. And so there's nothing too small or there's nothing too big yeah. that you can't bring to him and go to the word to get answers for. And so just know that everything you need is right in God's word and it's available for you. Amen. Love you guys so much. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this good conversation on the good talk, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye.